If you still believe that spirituality and gay sexuality don't mix or they are mutually exclusive, then stay tuned because in this episode I will be debunking this outdated belief that keeps you stuck in a box you didn't even invent, preventing you from experiencing a deep connection with yourself and the divine. So keep listening. Hi, I'm Aga Starkowska, and I'm a queer well-being coach whose purpose is to help LGBTQ community and a beautiful self just like you to gain clarity on your thoughts, beliefs and fears so you can design and create the life that you truly want and desire. A life that is balanced, abundant, harmonious. A life that does not conform to society labels, acceptable boxes or acceptable norms. In every episode, I will show you how to claim your rightful space in the universe by sharing queer tips, tricks, and techniques for you to get out there and make it happen. If this is your cup of tea, let's brew it together, gorgeous! Welcome back, gorgeous queers, to yet another episode of Bootstrap Wellbeing Inquiries. I am really happy and thankful that you are here listening, because today I will be dismantling the outdated myth that spirituality and gay sexuality are not compatible, and why holding that belief will continue making you suffer mentally and emotionally. So... You may be a queer that is struggling with your spirituality because you feel that you cannot have a powerful spiritual life and a fulfilled sexual life because it's wrong, because it's against your religion or it's against all the norms, it's against your culture and traditions, it's basically against the whole world. If you feel like that, I can guarantee you that you are doing one of these things. You are probably convinced that spirituality equals religion. And since religion rejected you, you rejected religion and spirituality too. You are feeling disconnected from your faith because of how so-called people of faith have portrayed faith as an ideology built on compliance and consequences and you feel it is just a bunch of crap. Or you might be putting up barriers between your spirituality and sexuality because you believe you can't have both. If that's you, this episode is going to fix everything for you because I'm gonna be taking a very unorthodox view of what spirituality is how to fix this outdated myth and how to make the new belief that you can be spiritual and gay unknown. So if that's what's interesting to you, then pay attention to this episode because this is what we're gonna be talking about. Probably for years you have been told who you are, you have been told what is normal, you have been told what is accepted, what won't get you judged or rejected, what is good, what you should do, who you should love, how you should behave, and the list basically goes on. All of that talk repeated over and over again by your parents, teachers, clergy, society, maybe even authorities, has automated your subconscious mind to take it as an ultimate truth or belief. 
and you haven't even realized how much that ultimate truth or belief has created your reality and how that reality controlled your life and your life's choices. Now, all that talk and all that noise, what it does over time is keeping you out of an alignment of who you truly are. What I mean by that is, let's say you want to say or do something you stand up for, like maybe coming out or attending a mass at your community church, although that community church is not welcoming you as gay, but you simply don't do it because it's going to make some people angry or it's going to make people feel uncomfortable or you're going to ruffle some feathers or because it goes against the grain of the outdated and judgmental worldview that you didn't even create. And that causes you pain and causes you to suffer mentally and emotionally. Trust me when I say this. I do understand why you feel and think like this. And trust me even more on this one. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It all comes down to the indoctrinated beliefs the external world told you to be the one and only right way. But remembering who you are is about silencing that external world and quieting your thinking brain and diving deep into your values. It's not about making people like you or, or accept you or feel comfortable around you. Some people will and some people won't, and this is how things roll in this world. But further apart you move from who you really are, and the further apart you are from your alignment, the more you are stuck in the box. My mentor recently made a very powerful statement. He said, um, he basically said this, the thinking mind can only think from a place it already knows. What he meant by that is that when we start to think, we operate from a place or a structure that we already know. We start thinking from past experiences, from past indoctrinations, from past beliefs, from past events. And here's where you struggle. You cannot create something outside the box with inside the box thinking. I want you to imagine a blank piece of paper. In the middle of this blank piece of paper is your current life and your current reality. And there are four invisible lines squaring it. The top, the right, the bottom, and the left. Throughout your life, you have been indoctrinated by teachers, your parents, your culture, telling you who you are supposed to be, how you are supposed to feel, act, be attracted to, or love. You were told you should not offend people because if you do, that's bad and disrespectful. That if you go against other people's beliefs and values, that's bad too. Even if you have a deep urge to say out loud your own beliefs and voice the change you want to make. All of these indoctrinations and limiting beliefs are your top line. On the right side, so your right line is your religion and your faith. This is when you were taught that religion is the most sacred set of dogmas, the unquestionable rules that are not to be broken. You were shown that your faith is either your compliance with the rules or you facing consequences. At the bottom is your spirituality. You were taught that spirituality is a fluffy word and it's only limited to the clergy and the saints. And 
if you want to connect with the divine, pray and follow the rules on the T or follow the, follow the rules on the dot. That's your bottom line. This is where your spirituality is in that box. And you heard many times what you are supposed to do because this is how things are done or because this is how it is supposed to be. Go to college, get a degree, marry a good looking guy or a beautiful girl, have a bunch of kids, a successful career, work your butt off for someone else, retire at 65 and enjoy the remainder of your life surrounded by a bunch of screaming grandkids because this is what is realistic, because this is how it is supposed to be. But what realistic really is? Realistic is nothing more than someone else's borders and boundaries you took on as your own. And that's your left line, the realistic life. And suddenly, before you even realize, suddenly you are stuck inside a box. And that limits you because you cannot create anything new, create a change or go against the grain with inside the box thinking. Especially when all the box walls have been built around an unwritten and complacent rule that you have to be heterosexual. And anything other than that is plain bad or unacceptable. But you want to be close to and build a connection with the divine and at the same time, you don't want to be ashamed of your sexuality. You want to have a powerful spiritual life and a fulfilled sexual life in parallel. But you believe you cannot have both. You believe that you need to choose one. So it's either your relationship with the divine and the higher spirit living someone else's life stuck in a box, or you cut ties with the divine completely, go radio silent, and just be who you are against everything and everyone. And good chance is that you probably opted for the second option, but you know and you feel that something is missing. You are disconnected. You are not complete and you are feeling really out of balance. Because spirituality and gay sexuality don't mix and are mutually exclusive, right? This is that exact inside-the-box thinking that keeps you stuck. But what if I told you that these two are compatible and you can have both? What if I told you that having both in your life will bring the needed balance and completeness? But how do you do that? You need to ignore the box. You need to ignore the box. You need to ignore the box because the solution is outside of it. Because the solution is outside of that box. So. Let's set the stage right and debunk some myths surrounding sexuality and spirituality. Sexuality is not only who you are physically and romantically attracted to or who you have sex with or how often you have it. That's sexual orientation. Sexuality encompasses nearly every aspect of your being from attitudes and values to feelings and experiences. It's your level of awareness and acceptance, your ability to express and have a need for closeness with another person. Sexuality is an important part of who you are. There is no wrong or right statement or answer here. It's about what's right for you. Sexuality is not about who you sleep with. Sexuality is about your sexual feelings, yes, thoughts, attractions, and behaviors towards other people, 
you can find other people physically, sexually, or emotionally attractive. And all those things are part of your sexuality. Sexuality is diverse and personal. And it is important part of who you are. Now, let me tell you a story about a wolf pack. The same story Abby Wambach told during her commencement address at the Radio City Music Hall to Bernard's College 126th graduating class back in 2018, and the same story she wrote about in her Wolfpack book released a year later. The story basically goes like this. So let me grab the book and let me read the story to you right now. In 1995, wolves were introduced into Yellowstone National Park after being absent for 70 years. It was a controversial decision, but rangers decided it was a risk worth taking because the land was in trouble. During those 70 years, the number of deer skyrocketed because they were alone and unchallenged at the top of the food chain. They grazed unchecked and reduced the vegetation so severely that the riverbanks eroded. Once a small number of wolves arrived, big changes started happening almost immediately. First, they thinned out the deer throughout hunting, but more important, the presence of the wolves drastically changed the behavior of the remaining deer. Wisely, the deer started avoiding the places they'd be most vulnerable to the wolves, the valleys, and the vegetation in those places regenerated. The height of the trees quintupled in just six years. Birds and beavers started moving in. The beavers built river dams, which provided habitats for otters and ducks and fish. Ravens and bald eagles returned to eat the carrion left by the wolves. Bears came back because berries started growing again. But that wasn't all. The rivers actually changed as well. The plant regenerations stabilized the riverbanks so they stopped collapsing. The rivers flowed freely again. In short, the plant ecosystem regenerated, the animal ecosystem regenerated, the entire landscape changed, all because of the wolves' presence. See what happened here? The wolves who were feared by many to be a threat to the system, became the system salvation. Now think about your spirituality to be a wolf pack and the Yellowstone Park is your sexuality. Or vice versa, it really doesn't matter. What matters is that the wolf pack was not a threat to the park. It was its salvation. Now the wolves and the park coexist and bring balance to the ecosystem. You can have one without the other. And this is such a powerful relationship. Same goes with your sexuality and spirituality. And what makes it really beautiful is that your sexuality and spirituality are very personal. So you create your ecosystem according to your liking and design without any pressure or indoctrination from the external world. No restrictions, no boundaries, no limits, no rejection. No one telling you what you can and cannot do or who you should and shouldn't be. You decide. You decide. No matter how you build your spirituality, 
the most important part is that it is your personal and intimate connection with the divine or higher authority or higher power or higher self, whatever you call it. The divine or higher authority or higher power or higher self wants to be intimate with you. It wants to connect with you. Allow it to happen. Just allow it to happen. In my last episode, I quoted Glennon Doyle saying, there is no church that owns God. There is no religion that owns God. There is just you and God. And if you haven't listened to my last episode, it's a really good time probably to jump and listen to it if you you haven't, and then just quickly come back here. But again, Glennon Doyle said, there is no church that owns God. There is no religion that owns God. There is just you and God. And that's the essence of spirituality. That individual and intimate bond between you and God or higher authority or higher power or higher self, whatever you call it, and how you build that bond. Again, you decide how you build that bond. It can have any type of form and shape. That spiritual bond does not necessarily mean, though, that you need to recite the prayers you were taught as a child. But don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with these prayers. They are very powerful, but you need to put your whole heart and soul into it. Otherwise, there are just empty words you rush through. Prayer is a spiritual communication between you and the divine, a two-way relationship in which you should not only talk to the divine, but also listen to him. It's like having a conversation with your best friend and you, you know, you talk all the time, you share stories, you share your deeper secrets or your problems, and then you listen to what they have to say, to their advice, to their stories and them sharing their secrets with you. The divine is your best friend. The divine is your best friend. So have that intimate conversation, just the two of you. And have you noticed that almost everyone prays in silence? And you probably did that many, many, many times. And that's because silence speaks louder than words. That, that's what makes a prayer so powerful. Build that personal bond. Have that intimate and powerful conversation. Start journaling, for example, or have that conversation while you're walking your dog or while on a morning run or while, I don't know, commuting to work or while waiting at the queue or as most of us are doing, you know, before you go to bed or after you wake up, all while walking in the park or being at the beach or while being simply in nature. Or you can just sit in silence. There is no golden rule here. Find what works for you. There is no golden rule here, so find what works for you. And remember to listen. Keep your eyes and ears open, as cliche as it may sound, because the divine will talk to you through people in your surroundings or just random people you bump into through random situations, through unexpected opportunities, and sometimes very odd circumstances. Remember, you decide how you build 
that bond. And this is what me and my partner did and I'll continue doing it. So we are six years together. So we are in a long-standing relationship. We know each other for more than 11 years. Both of us are coming from a very religious family. Uh, we were both, both raised in Roman Catholic households. We both attending holy masses whenever we can, either virtually or in person. We are attending our church community events. But our spirituality practices, the way we connect with the divine, are so different. She prays and she reads the scripture and I journal and listen to worship songs because I love music. Music talks to me and when I listen to worship songs, I know that this is how I communicate, how I build that bond. And as you can see, we both have created a very powerful connection with the divine. There is no one size fits all. We build our own individual, personal, or personalized, I would say, connection with the divine and our relationship is really strong. Yes, we do have our issues and disagreements and sometimes we fight, but we're not ashamed of our sexuality. We're still enjoying our sexual life and we are still very closely connected with the divine. So before we wrap up this episode, I want to share with you a conversation a father had with his daughter. And I saw this video a few days ago just before I recorded this episode and I thought I would share it with you today because it beautifully summarizes what I was explaining. Here's how the conversation went. So basically the daughter asked her father while waiting at the queue in a supermarket and she said, Dad, why are people black? Now he said to her, you know how you have paintings on your wall in your room? So she replied, yes, sir. He said to her, how about I take all the paintings down and give you just only one? Would you like that? She said, no, sir. I like them all because they are all pretty. Then he said to her, that's why God made people in different shapes and colors. The world would be kind of boring if there were just one color and one shape of people, right? And she replied, yes, sir. He then continued, God gave us all the different shapes, colors, and sizes of people that we can learn to appreciate its true beauty in its true form. This is such a powerful message. This is very, very, very powerful message. We all come in all shapes, colors, and sizes. Our sexuality comes in all shapes, colors, and sizes. Our spirituality comes in all shapes, colors, and sizes. There is no one size fits all. It's our personal and individual flawless design. Let's appreciate its true beauty in its true form. All right, gorgeous queers, let me know what you thought about this episode. Did it resonate? Did not resonate? Your biggest takeaways? I really would love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot of you listening to it on your phone and share it on Instagram and tag me at Coach Agastarkowska 
And I'll share your comments and breakthroughs on my Instagram stories as well. I gotta go. I gotta run. I'll catch you all in the next episode. Until then, get out there and claim your space. My gorgeous queers, take care. I'll see you in the next episode. Have a fantastic day. Bye.